your Locked On Blues, your daily podcast on the St. Louis Blues. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Locked On Blues Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your number one source for daily blues content. I'm Josh Hyman. And I'm Thomas Welch. We got an action-packed episode for you guys today. Uh, over the weekend, big trade announced the St. Louis Blues acquired Logan Brown in exchange for Zach Sanford with some conditional picks in there as well. So we're going to get into that. Um, the departure of everyone's favorite player, Zach Sanford, Zach Sanford, and the arrival of St. Louis native Logan Brown. Um, and then we're also going to be getting into preseason. Uh, first game that happened, James Neal had a hat trick. We're going to get into that. And then as we are recording this, um, and as you are might be watching this live on YouTube, there is another preseason game going on. So if anything happens in that, we will react to it live. But first things first, Tommy. Big trade over the weekend. Um, kind of came in two two segments. I think first it was announced that the Blues were acquiring Logan Brown. So that was pretty cool. Um, and then a few minutes later, the news breaks that Zach Sanford's going the other way, which um, I think was a long time coming for a lot of Blues fans. but. Um, Freed up a lot of cap, or a little bit of cap, which is nice, which is what we needed, and also freed up a, a, a new player to be the scapegoat for Blues fans, so we'll see who that might be. I'm happy with the result, like you said, uh, get a little bit of cap space, a little bit, little bit more breathing room uh, for the St. Louis Blues once Oscar Sundquist inevitably comes back from long-term injured reserve. But if you remember, Josh, um, that was the day that uh, the Blues Twitter popped out that there would be a major announcement. Oh. Big announcement. 5 p.m. And so Big reveal. Everybody's wheels are turning in the head and you don't know what's going on. So like for me, I thought right off the jump, like a major announcement is a trade. So I was like, okay, but that doesn't make a lot of sense because we didn't really know what was going on. For me, it was like if it were a trade, there's no way the trade would have been completed in order Without for the Blues Freeman to... Popping right, out. Yeah. right. There's no way that the Blues would have known that there was an announcement to make and we wouldn't have known what it was as well. I mean, the, the Armstrong extension broke like pretty much like an hour after that tweet anyways. Um, so I think if it were a trade, we would have known. But it was funny that the timing, the way it worked out, um, busy day for the Blues. We didn't even talk about the Armstrong, or we didn't even think to talk about the Armstrong extension, but we probably should. Um, but you think about like the first thing in your head when you think of a major announcement as a trade. But then I was like, no, that doesn't make sense. So it's probably like a jersey thing or like a promo. And then pe- people started talking about the Armstrong extension. I'm like, yeah, that makes the most sense. And then out of nowhere, they drop a trade anyway, and I'm like, okay, what's happening at five? You know? So it's I like, know, yeah, it's just absolute chaos. But I, I think. There's kind of two sides to the coin here, and one of those sides is uh, as much as we love to blame uh, Zach Sanford for a lot of things, he was a key part of the team uh, bringing a Stanley Cup to St. Louis. Whether you think he played a pivotal role or not is up for determination, but uh, he'll always be beloved, in my opinion, here because of the role he played in bringing the Stanley Cup here. Finally, after 50 years, so uh, kudos to him for that. I think he's more defensive minded forward who's pretty good at blocking shots. Uh, maybe he's not the best with covering his man or stick play or uh, untimely turnovers, but he's also young and he's got a lot of games ahead of him in the NHL and a lot of time to figure it out. Cause one of the biggest things with Zach Zanford was that he's streaky, right? But there were times when he was ice cold and everyone hated him and wanted him out of here, which 
I think Doug alluded to the fact that uh, he does read Twitter, so that might be why he did get traded. But um, you think so? You I, think you think the possible. fans finally got to Doug? It's possible. I mean, he is a people pleaser. That's a good exclamation point on your on your um, on the day that you sign your extension. But I also, like I said, I think Zach Sanford has a lot of career ahead of him. But so does Logan Brown, and a lot of people. Uh, we're saying that the Blues lost this trade because they gave up Zach Sanford, who's kind of more proven player than Logan Brown. But you take the cap space into consideration, uh, the Oscar Sundquist situation into consideration, Robert Thomas into consideration. Um, Logan Brown's played 30 games in the NHL, and those 30 games were with the Ottawa Senators. So I don't think that's a good enough gauge to really determine what he brings to a team, especially when he's coming to a team uh, – in St. Louis, where he grew up and played for the Junior Blues, I think you have to take that into consideration too. So uh, there's a lot of things that could revolve around this trade. I get immediate immediate uh, takeaways and people being like, oh, I think the Blues lost this trade. But I think five years down the road, uh, it could be a complete 180. It's two players that definitely needed a change of scenery. Um, Logan Brown was the 11th overall pick just five years ago um, in 2016. St. Louis native. Uh, which is always something you love to see. Um, and like you said, was with the Ottawa Senators, an organization that isn't exactly the pinnacle of prospect development um, and getting them ready for the NHL. Uh, so I think there, that can definitely be taken into consideration. But the other fact, the other facet of it is he is a 6'6 forward. He is a little, not the greatest skater. Um, so is, is there a fear that we have another Zach Sanford on our hands? Um, I hope not. I think, like you said, both players will thrive in their new change of scenery. Um, I think Zach Sanford's going to have a pretty strong season. I think he's going to be in a more comfortable role with Ottawa than he was with St. Louis, I hope, um, and, and will be utilized a little bit better and therefore will kind of get some of the, the hate off his back. He hopefully he doesn't become that scapegoat in Ottawa as well. Um, but from a Blues fan's perspective, focusing on Logan Brown, that's exciting. Um, more youth for this roster. Is something you know, no such thing as too much youth. Even if he's not going to turn into a first line superstar player, it's just it's better to have someone that can fill that spot. That's twenty three versus thirty seven, who you know could be injured and out of the league, whatever it may be. You got some potential there, and that's something that I'm very excited about. And seven hundred fifty k versus two mil, I think is that's the main huge. takeaway that's for the huge. St. Louis Blues. I think that's the main takeaway you have to look at uh, if you're a Blues fan and you did want Sanford to stay. Uh, we talked about it off off season. Like one, some dominoes were going to have to fall to keep Robert Thomas, uh, keep all of these guys that you want to, and kind of fall under the cap. We thought it was going to be Tarasenko. Tarasenko's back on the team. Another domino has to fall, and just unfortunately for him, it was Zach Sanford. Well, I'll tell you what, the dominoes are continuing to fall. Hockey season is right around the corner. Football season, full swing. Basketball season, right around the corner. Tommy, you're going to need a place to watch all these games. And does it sound familiar? You've got one one streaming service installed on your TV that gets the football game. You've got another one on your phone that gets the basketball game. You've got a Roku remote that gets the hockey game. And overall, you're, you're just overwhelmed. You're just trying to sit down, relax, and watch sports. And if that sounds like familiar, you need to check out DirecTV Stream. DirecTV Stream brings your live TV and on-demand favorites together like never before so you can watch your favorite sports, movies, and shows all in one place. That means no more juggling remotes and no need to buy another device ever again. And the best part, there's no annual contract. 
You can get rid of the clutter and confusion. Get your TV together with DirecTV Stream. You can learn more at directtv.com. That is directtv.com. Compatible device required and content varies by package. Now, when we return, we're going to be finalizing the talks of the Zach Sanford for Logan Brown trade. Uh, a few got to dot some, dot some I's and cross some T's with that one. Um, and then maybe talk about the Doug Armstrong extension a little bit before finally diving into preseason, the first game, and maybe the second game if something exciting happens, so don't go anywhere. All right, Tommy. So the trade obviously included a conditional pick as well. I believe you said it was a second-round pick if... Fourth. Fourth. In 2022, if... If Logan um, Brown plays 30 games. Exactly. Okay. So just a little bit of extra incentive there um, for the Blues to... Uh, um, or for the Senators, I guess you could say. Um, and that would be nice if Logan Brown is a, is a regular enough to play 30 games because I think he's going to be in a pretty competitive race for one of those final bottom six spots. I don't think it's too short up. Obviously, with Bozak coming back in, that's a, a big addition. But especially early in the season, with Sunfist being on LTIR, I think that bottom six is a little bit up in the air right now with how it's going to look. So Logan Brown, I think, could high, see himself uh, as high as the third line on the opening night roster if he works himself um, into that spot. So who knows? It's exciting. Another person that could see himself as high as that third line on opening night is James Neal. He scored a hat trick yeah. in the first preseason game. How'd you feel about that, Josh? I don't know if you watched the game or not, but just hearing that uh, a PTO comes in, kind of a guy that people thought was at the end of his career and was just going to come in and make league minimum and like not really do anything, maybe be a voice in the ear of some of these younger players. Uh, but overall, the chances of him actually coming in and making a lot of noise were slim. And then what right. does he do? Proves all the haters wrong on 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 game one night one and and pots three of them in the back of the net so how did you feel about that yeah i mean he he really certainly proved everyone's expectations you could say that he is the uh <clears throat> the, the real deal real deal james neal oh wow i've never heard, yeah we should we should trademark that one it's pretty <laughs> good um no but i mean i think he's a guy that's made his way around the league he knows how to score he knows how to put the puck in the net it's kept him in the nhl for as long as he's been there um I think lately he's been on some teams that have struggled that he hasn't really had a, a good role carved out. But then he comes in with the Blues, and like I said, a really competitive bottom six where he's not necessarily going to be asked to go out there and be a goal scorer. But they say, hey, you know, this it's up in the air for now. We've got some injuries to start the season. We've got some open spots. We've got some guys that we might trade. And don't need to get into that. Um, but saying basically, if you, you know go out there, prove yourself, mentor the young guys, or even earn yourself a spot. Um, and James Neal could absolutely be that either like that third line sort of dynamic scorer or just a fourth line guy uh, or just matchup based. Um, but he proved out there that he has the capability to hang with NHL players. He's not washed. He's he's not you know um, doesn't need to, to hang up the skates or anything like those. A lot of people were saying, but um, definitely a competitive uh, preseason when it comes to roster spots. And James Neal, a guy that I don't think a lot of people expected to be pushing as hard as he has been. Uh, is, is making a name for himself, and I'm excited. I would love to see him uh, in a Blues uniform. It, it, it kind of looked good, I'll be honest. Not what I expected to see after watching him play on what seemed to be rivals for the longest time. Seeing him in a blue note was a little weird. No, it looked nice, though. and I think It looked nice. Obviously, obviously like a hat trick is going to like jump out at you off the score sheet in any regard, right? But I think even if he doesn't score those three goals, he was – easily probably top three players on the ice for the St. Louis Blues just in cycling pucks 
uh, connecting passes, using that physicality. Like if you're going to be a bottom six guy on the St. Louis Blues, you got to bang bodies and you got to hit people, right? And that that's exactly what he was doing. Uh, I forget who got hit after the whistle behind the net, um, but he went right over there and like grabbed the player who did it and was like sticking up for his teammates already. So that like that's exactly what you want to see from a guy like that. Uh, I I think he makes the team, and I think um, there was a lot of takeaways because I went to the game. Um, there was a lot of takeaways from the first preseason game. James Neal being one of them, a bright star. Robert Thomas had a heck of a game, an assist, a nasty no-look backhand assist into the slot on the first goal of the game to Brandon Saad. Um, I think Jeremy Rutherford tweeted out that he expects Robert Thomas to get 50 assists this season. I wouldn't be surprised. Dude, wow. just just looks like he has a second and third gear that he's hit that we haven't seen. Yeah, he talked about head. last season. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I... I this looks like some of the hockey. I mean, it's one game that I've seen, but it one looked preseason like some of the, game. It looked like some of the best hockey I've seen from Robert Thomas, and he's skating with a lot of confidence and skating uh, with conviction. I think that's kind of what at times we saw that missing last season, especially if you're getting banged up by injuries. It's it's hard to stay focused and uh, stay confident and convicted the entire season. But he he looks like it so far. Yeah, skating like a man who just got paid. Um, yeah, exactly. Uh, des- deservedly so. Um, no, I forgot you were at the game, but that is exciting. And Robert Thomas did look really good. I-, I think you can't take too much away from preseason hockey. You can take, again, you can take away like how guys are looking, if there was anyone that was injured, um, how well they skate. But also like the guys like James Neal, the, the fringe guys, um, do they belong or are they clearly just there for, um, you know, to fill fill spots for the preseason? And I think that we saw a little bit of both of that. We saw that Robert Thomas has taken a bit of a step, has hopefully taken a bit of a leap, and is looking comfortable and confident out there. Um, like you said, James Neal looked really strong as well. So I, I'm I'm hoping that we get some more some more surprises in the preseason. But I'm just I'm itching for that regular season. I, I cannot wait. Here's another surprise that I saw today, about 30 minutes ago, that I was Ooh. not expecting to see. I might not have seen. I might not know this. So Jake Neighbors and Scott Perunovic played in the first game, right? Yep. They're playing tonight too. Okay. And Marco okay. Scandella is the only like starter from last year, I think, that has not played in the game yet. Which I think Barubi said don't read too much into. It's just like the pairings. Well, yes. Scandella said too. Mm-hmm. It's just pairings and stuff. But I don't know. What have we been talking about on this podcast? Prunovic might make a name and someone's going to be the odd man out. And I don't know I mean, if it's, it's Scandella, cer- but- it, it certainly seems like the fact that Scandella at the moment doesn't have a – short up D partner and the fact that Perunovic is getting as much playing time and as much looks as he is certainly seems like Perunovic could be gunning for Scandella's shot spot. Couldn't kind of pick on the word there. Um, and maybe it wasn't, maybe it's not that, that last defensive spot. Maybe a guy like Nikola or, or Wallman already has earned their spot over Scandella. Maybe Scandella is the sixth defenseman right now. I would not be surprised. Um, yeah. I feel like, when he came in, he was like our he was like our third defenseman, honestly, um, and he, he, he thrived was on in that fire. Role. Yeah, mm-hmm. so kind of him being the sixth defenseman, I think I think a lot of people didn't even consider that. That like, oh yeah, no, he's either going to be on the second pairing opening night, or we're going to trade him. He might just be scratched here and there, um, which would be a little unfortunate. But it could be sixth slash seventh defenseman right now are Perunovic and Scandella. 
Um, and that would be, I mean, that's again, exciting seeing these young guys compete for spots as much as Scandella struggled. The fact that, you know, if that, this is true, if Perunovic is able to potentially beat him out in training camp, that says a lot more about Perunovic than it does about Scandella. I think he looked good first game. I would say mm-hmm. the best, the best players I saw first game were definitely Neil, um, Perunovic, Robert Thomas, Saad looked really good and at home mm-hmm. on that line with, uh, Robert Thomas and Vladimir Tarasenko. So. Uh, kind of like we talked How about. Tarasenko look? Not to open up that. Tarasenko looked good. Uh, he was smiling in pregame, kind of going around, uh, smacking guys' shin pads with his stick, cracking jokes with guys. So, like you said, it's preseason and it's one game. But can't read I mean, too much into it. But hey, better than better than if he was out there cursing everyone out, screaming, "I want the trades." Exactly. So. All right. Well, before we head into our last segment, because I do kind of want to talk about the Doug Armstrong extension and what it means for like the future of Blues hockey. Uh, before we get into that, speaking of something that's long tenured, got to talk about our OG sponsor, and that is Built Bar. Do you know that Built Bar has so many delicious flavors? There is something for everyone. When you talk to a Built Bar fan, they're definitely passionate about their favorites. Uh, if you're choosing between the Built Bar flavors, you don't know what they got. Well, they got coconut, cherry barcia, raspberry, mint brownie double chocolate, salted caramel, strawberry, orange, cookies and cream, and German chocolate. And if you haven't tried all the flavors, you can get yourself a mixed box where you'll get two of each of the nine flavors. And not only are Built Bar's flavors the best tasting, but they're also healthy. Uh, If you're looking at the macros, you're getting 17 to 18 grams of protein, calories ranging from 130 to 180, only four to five grams of sugar, and only four to five grams of net carbs. Amazing flavors, all tasty, all healthy. So go to Built.com and use promo code LOCKED15, and you'll get 15% off your order. That's promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at Built.com. And when we return, we're going to be talking about the Doug Armstrong extension, what it means for the Blues, and what we hope he can accomplish over these next five years. Don't go anywhere. All right, Tommy. So same day as the big trade was announced, another big announcement went live. Well, kind of live. Reporters broke it before. But the St. Louis Blues announced via press conference that general manager Doug Armstrong signed a five-year contract extension. I want to make sure. Yeah, five-year contract extension to continue uh, reigning over the Blues' decisions for the next half decade, are you excited about that? Are you, do you like the direction he's been taking the team in? Do you think these next five years will benefit him? What are your thoughts? Rightfully so. We were kind of skeptical this offseason just because we didn't know what was going to happen with Pareko. We didn't really know. like This team kind of felt like it was caught in between when it came to speed and skill and physicality and kind of their bread and butter in 2019, right? And so once Mike Hoffman moved out, and we were like, what is going on? And lost some other players were like, what is going on? Um, but then solidified Colton Pareko, which I think was huge in an offseason that uh, obviously defensemen were getting lucrative contracts. So that's massive, bringing back a guy that was not only part of that cup run, but is part of your core, uh, as he should be, and is 100% now, as was as was reported. So I think that was a great move, bringing in a guy like Buchnevich, who we said was essentially the perfect fit for this team because he is a two-way guy. Uh, he's going to bring it in every zone, and he's also on the younger side, so it's going to set you up moving forward, uh, even past this 2023 kind of Stanley Cup window that they uh, had projected. So I th- honestly think the years is great too because if you're 
looking at 2023 as like the end of that window, you're going to need a guy who's been around the way and who knows how to rebuild a team essentially from nothing. And Doug Armstrong has shown uh, in his time with St. Louis that every year he's been GM, he has a plan and he, he carries it out and whether or not that leads to a team being successful that season or a team being successful uh, in two or three seasons, uh, he always has an idea. He always knows what to do. And I think he's got to be like top five GMs in the NHL easily. Uh, Yeah, I would agree. Um, Another benefit of that is we don't have to worry about the old, the old GM trying to save their job by sacrificing the future of the team narrative. You know, you see it all the time. GMs will have, a year left on their contract, two years left on their contract, and, and they're not guaranteed a renewal because the team sort of eh, like where the Blues are right now, not necessarily a contender, but also have a lot of pieces to build on. And GMs panic because they're on their final year. They don't have an extension. They need to make a cup run this year, and they make terrible trades. They shift prospects off for aging veteran rentals that don't turn into anything. It's, it's a tale as old as time. Um, and the fact that the Blues kind of went and sneakily gave Doug Armstrong this uh, extension before he could potentially fall into that trap and, and worry about his contract versus the future of the team. So that's something that's nice as well, knowing that anything that Doug Armstrong has planned, it, it'll be a, a long-term plan because he knows he's got five years. of With whatever his vision may be, he's got five years to complete it. Yeah. So, okay. So I have another question talking about the future of the St. Louis Blues, kind of. Uh, so there's a there's a preseason game tonight. Obviously, a lot of prospects are playing. Uh, I don't know if you've looked at the lines, Josh, but the first line for the St. Louis Blues tonight is David Perron, Ryan O'Reilly, and Jordan Cairo. And Jake Neighbors is on the second line um, with Bushnevich. And he's also there with Braden Shen. So in your opinion, uh, kind of taking that stuff into consideration. I like that. Perun- Perunovic and Falk is the first pairing. Tori oh. Krug and Mikula, uh, Tyler Tucker and Rosen, Bennington and Hofer in goal. So uh, taking all these things into consideration, if you had to pick one locked-on player of the game for tonight's matchup, haven't seen any of the game yet. Oh, the, look, look at the so, smile. Look at the smile. Look how good it was. To bringing it back. Look if you had to pick to one player, players. who would it be, Josh? <laughs> Wow. Oh, man. You caught me off guard on that one. Um, my pick for tonight's Locked On Player of the Game. It was Jordan Cairo, David Perron, Ryan O'Reilly, Jake Neighbors, Bushnevich, Shen. Yes. I'm looking for a big night out of, out of Jake Neighbors. He's playing with some He's playing with some vets. He's playing with some guys that can get him the puck and that can also score the puck if he gets it to them. He is pushing for a spot. Hasn't really found himself on the score sheet yet. I think I think he's gonna have a big night tonight. Um, I think he's confident. I think he's ready. I think he knows where to be on the ice, uh, and that'll fit him perfectly on that line. So yeah, Jake Neighbors is my pick for the first locked on player of the game of this brand new season. Mine's gonna be kind of a curveball here, but bear with me. All right. So I think the easy answer here is Jordan Cairo because he's gonna be on a line with our two best players. Like. No way about it. Dude's going to be on a line with David Perron so he can get an assist easily by setting him up, or he can get a wide-open shot from Ryan O'Reilly, who's probably one of the best, if not the best, playmakers on our team. Uh, So I think he's set up for success there, but I'm going to go a different route and uh, tell you a little story. So so preseason game one, right? Uh, It was reported that Vili Huso was going to go two periods uh, and Lindgren – I think I said his name right. I don't know. I'm bad with pronunciations. Uh, Lindgren, the other goalie, was going to go one. 
preseason game happened. Villahusa went one period and Lindgren went two. So I don't really know what happened there, but I, I don't know. Huso didn't look great in warmups and he looked a little bit shaky in the first period. Next thing I know, he's out of the game. Joel Hofer is playing tonight, and I'm assuming he's going to get oh, some periods. I see. What, I was wondering you where can, you were going with this. But Joel Hofer has all the talent in the world. I think our goalie prospects are fantastic, and he's probably uh, the cream of the crop when it comes to them. I think we could potentially see some jostling of the depth chart, not with Jordan Bennington, but the people past him. <laughs> Um, and imagine? I think Joel Hofer could give Billy Huso a run for his money with a good performance tonight and some other good performances this preseason. So my player for locked on player of the game is going to be Joel Hofer tonight. Look, man, we know how weird goalies are. We know how quickly goalies can rise and fall. There is absolutely a reality out there where Joel Hofer leads us to a Stanley Cup this year. <laughs> this year, yeah. If Bennington gets hurt, maybe. Uh, hey, you never know. But what? what what's, Don't speak that in existence. But you, hey. you can't say you can't say we haven't seen that one before because we yeah. have. Exactly. Um, I remember reading a Doug Armstrong quote from forever back. One last tangent before we wrap this one up. Um, he said something along the lines of, someone asked him a question like, oh, you picked a goalie in this draft. You already have so many. This is back when like Jordan Bennington wasn't even on our starter. So, you know, prove the point there. But he basically said like, there is no such thing as a goalie prospect cover that is too stacked. Uh, you never know when you're going to need one. You never know when your starter is going to become unusable. We've seen that happen, unfortunately. And we also never know when some guy that's been milling around the AHL or almost the ECHL can come up and lead you to a Stanley Cup. So never, never, or it's a good problem to have to have too many goalies like the Blues have at the moment. So I'm looking forward to seeing if Hofer could um, establish himself as well. That's a great pick. But I do think that's all the time we have today. So thank you guys so much for listening and watching. Uh, make sure you hit that subscribe button on YouTube. That way, whenever we reference like my smile, you can see what we're talking about. Uh, hit that notification bell as well because we do record all of our episodes live. So you can witness the live recording of our episodes before Tommy does his magic, ed edits it all, makes it sound all beautiful. You can hear the live, raw, uncut version of our podcast um, if you subscribe and stay tuned. Around 7.30 Eastern on weekdays is when we're going to be doing that. Um, and then everywhere else, you can, you can hit that follow button on whatever podcast platform you're listening to. You can listen to the audio versions there as usual. Follow us on Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, Facebook, and YouTube at Lockdown Blues. Follow me on Twitter at Josh Hyman NHL. And follow Tommy at TWalker15. And as always, let's go Blues.